Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. As Dale gets us ready to go live on Facebook, I'm going to bring something up. It's just a mindset that I can't fathom that anybody who, who shows up for Cash Call would believe, but I'm going to share it anyway. I was in one of the, the major uh, Facebook groups and one of the things that they said in that Facebook, well, I saw a post that said 80% of the business is done by 20% of salespeople. And that's because salespeople are born with it. It's not a skill. <laughs> and I, Dale and I were talking about in the green room and, and I'm going to just go out and make an assumption. You're here today because you don't believe that, because if you believe that, there's no reason to study. So um, it's funny. I've been doing a lot of stuff about limiting beliefs in, in my practice, and uh, that feels like maybe the biggest limiting belief I've heard in a long time. That basically says, if I don't got it, I'm screwed, and I need to go do something else. So um, I just want to tell you guys that's not even remotely true. So uh, if you believe that you can't get better at this, then... Uh, you're wrong. I, and I don't say that very often. I just like anything you can get better at. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all have skill sets. We all have ceilings. I'm never going to dunk a basketball. Okay. Short white guy. That's okay. That being said, I could get better. I could get closer. I could jump higher, you know? So anyway, don't limit yourself with garbage. Other people tell you. There you go. You heard it there. If you're a short white guy, keep trying to get your dunk. That's uh, that's directly from Brian. Cash call, everybody. Back again. No, we are not sports radio, believe it or not, despite what Brian just said. Uh, it's cash call with Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis. And I think that's a good message, Brian. That makes sense. Of course, of course, everybody can get better. I mean, you know, all the time we're taking, you know, we constantly get feedback from newer agents who are like, oh my God, you know, I didn't know what to do. You know, I listened to what you guys say and I implemented it and it worked, right? You just use better technique. Some people are natural salespeople. They just are. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you do if, if someone's a natural salesperson, you just do what they do. It's called modeling. Right. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do here for you guys. We're trying to give you guys a model that you can follow. It's not some crazy complex, you have to have a 400 IQ, because I don't have that to get that. But I just want you guys to know, you can always get better. And I would also say this, don't try and get better at everything at once. Pick yeah. something like you guys are here on cash call. So work on scripts, work on dialogues, work on intros, work on button ups, work on objection handlers, whatever it is, pick something, make it your theme of the month and really focus on it. And it's amazing when you just get better at one thing, oddly enough, everything else seems to get better too. You know, it's funny. We have two calls that were submitted. Daniel Forty out of somewhere in Canada. It's all Canada, right? Somewhere in Canada uh, submitted two calls from agents on his team. One is from Nate and one is from Koa. And I want to hear the one from Nate first. I'm going to play that for you guys. And what's amazing is, Brian, this is this is why we teach that opening script that we teach, which is basically, do you want to buy or tell me no? And we're going to hear why we teach it that way. And we're going to hear a real life example of not using that and how it nearly screwed up the call and then how the call went. Um, and Nate does a great job of getting it back on track. And in, in addition to that, uh, I'm going to give some advice on what he could have done or what was missing. So let me go ahead and play that one. Awesome. Uh, so Nate and Koa, Daniel Forti said that you guys would get a real kick out of the fact that we're playing your calls and identify you here on, on Cash Call today. Uh, so let me play this first one. Give me a thumbs up 
if it starts. Actually, yeah. Hello. Hey, Julia. This is Nate Baylor from Remax. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm just giving you a ring because you were on our site looking at condos kind of downtown. Just wanted to see how that search is coming along for you. Wanted to see how that search is coming along for you. That is a vague sort of, you know, weak entry is what I'm going to say. It's a weak entry. He did a good intro, right? Identified who she is. It'd be best if he matched her word. He didn't match her word, but he went in assumptively. He, uh, you know, was confident. And then he asked his question. He said, you were on my website looking at homes. And then he said, well, whatever he said, I want to see if there's something. How's it going? How, yeah. yeah. I want to see how Basically. the search is going. Yeah. And, and, and Dale, go ahead. You have, you have a few more thoughts on that and then I'll share. I do. I have a point that I want to make. And this is something that I constantly teach salespeople. And I want everybody listening to understand this concept. We are salespeople. And no consumer wants to talk to a salesperson until they're ready to talk to a salesperson, either to get information or to purchase or make something happen, right? So if you can remember that every consumer regards us as a salesperson, and of course, we're nice people, right? I'm a nice, some people like me, some people like Brian, you know, we're not bad people, but we're professional yeah. salespeople. And I know that if I'm approaching a consumer from a sales capacity, they're going to know how, no matter how nice I am, they're going to regard me as a salesperson, which means that if they're not ready to buy or not ready to get information, they're generally going to be resistant to me. So I know that already. And so that's why Brian and I teach the script of, hey, are you, um, you know, are you planning on making a purchase in the next few months or are you just window shopping at this point or whatever variation that is? Because I'm saying, okay, I understand I'm approaching you as a salesperson. If you're not ready for me, you're going to be resistant. I'm giving you the resistant button that you can push for me. Well, and let me add another thing that that's doing, by the way, because everything I Dale said, I agree with. Also, let's not confuse people on the very first question. This is a hard question to ask. How's it going? Well, I don't know. I guess it's kind of going okay. I mean... I mean, what do you say to that? The best answer you could possibly get, and it's not a good one, is it's going great. All right, now where the hell do I go? <laughs> I yeah. go back to, do you want to move soon or do you want to window shop? I mean, so remember that it's an uncomfortable situation when you don't give somebody an easy question to answer. The very first question we ask them, like, oh, crap, this is going to be the Spanish Inquisition for the next 10 minutes. Nobody right. wants that. Yeah. So now I want to play what happened, everybody. Listen to this. This is what happened. This is the reason that that intro question is designed that way. It's specifically for this situation. I'm going to rewind it just a little bit so we can hear his question. And I'm going to hit play. Looking at condos kind of downtown. Just wanted to see how that search is coming along for you. Yeah, I was, I was just um, poking around a little bit. Um, Great. Yeah, could I? <laughs> could you email me your information, and I'll I'll get in touch like um, when the time's right. There it is. Thirty-three seconds into this conversation, she has closed this salesperson to get off the call with her because she's not ready for a salesperson. Right now, his entry. How's the search going? Right, he's a salesperson. His only intention is to sell her a house. She feels she's not ready to buy a house yet. 
and therefore not ready to talk to a salesperson. Whereas if he had put in the, hey, do you are you ready for a salesperson or do you want to tell me no, she would have gotten her no out of the way and she wouldn't have tried to get him off the phone, most likely. And also, I want you to notice the uncertainty in her voice. She's like, ah, ah, you know, she literally, she had two or three filler words in there. She was uncomfortable asking that question, answering that question. Yeah. Make now, listen, to, now, Nate <laughs> turns this around. Listen to how Nate turns this around. He's got some experience and he does nice. a really good job of turning it around, which is why it's like, oh, my God, Nate, if you just fix your first question, you wouldn't have caused this, this objection to come into your face and then have to fix it or spend half the call fixing it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And just before I let you go, I just wanted to see that, like, we're sending you the right stuff. Like, you're looking downtown exclusively, or are there other areas that you might be interested in? Um, look, probably downtown only. Okay, great. And do you have, like, a rough timeline of when that move kind of makes the most sense for you? All right, so he's gotten where in there, right? And now he's going to when. Mm-hmm. No, definitely no. Uh, like, I'm not, I would be in a just yeah, more about yeah. when the right thing comes along. Yeah, you know, I, I find most people I talk to are kind of in the same situation. So just browsing in the preliminary kind of research phase, trying exactly. to get a hold of, you know, where the property prices are, what you get for the money, that kind of thing. Is that, is that sort of where you're at? Totally. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, I don't normally, I don't normally suggest that the salesperson give answers like that. But in this case, where he's still trying to get over that, trying to break that ice to get her warmed up and she's resisted, I think putting those resistant words out there into her mouth is good. He also did basically he acknowledged what she was doing was a normal thing. And I appreciate that. You know, most of the people I talk to, he said something to that effect. And that makes that say, oh, you're I'm just like everybody else. OK, that's good. You're not going to, you know, it's yeah. typical. And that's good. They put make people go to good be at ease. Yeah, he's doing and he's doing a good job here. But now we're a minute 25 in and he is interjecting some questions. And again, I just want to reinforce for the audience that this minute and 25 is Nate, who's an experienced salesperson, literally having to overcome a very poor initial question. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, sounds good, Julia. Um, it, it, also, just a quick question. Are you looking for one bed, two bed? I think you were looking at them. Um... Yeah. Now he's got what in there? That would be a one or two or 1.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So let me send you over just from time to time, like say two beds or one plus den properties downtown. Um, if any of these places look interesting or if you've got any questions, I'd be happy to take you through a person or get you some more information. Yeah. Now he's bailing. I don't think he should be bailing. And we still don't know why she's purchasing. That would have been super easy. And here's what I want to show you, Brian. Near the end of this call, she basically like asks him to stay and he leaves anyway. So, so listen to this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you. And I appreciate um, just um, that you understand, like I, I'm not in a rush and it's more just kind of browsing at this point. But like I of said, course. if thing comes along, then, then we would probably um, be ready to go. Like... She's like, thank you. You're a good, you're the salesperson I, I like talking to because you understand my position. If that's not an ask to stick around or at least an opening to stick around in the conversation, I don't know what is. Right. I mean, you hear something like that and you can just go, hey, by the way, there was a couple other things that I wanted to ask you real right. quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially the why. Hey, you know what? No problem. 
happens all the time. It's so that's where everybody starts. What I didn't ask you is what has you looking at making a move in the first place or yeah. make a purchase in the first place? Go to why, man. Then she'll she's ready. She's gonna tell you her why, and she'll probably invite you to the next barbecue. Who knows? But that is such a huge opening. And unfortunately, here's what happens. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And when the time is right for you, Julia, happy to help. My name's Nate and I'm at uh, Remax Professionals. Okay, amazing. Thank you. No, Nate. Nate left us with a cliffhanger. Nate, get back in there, buddy. Don't you don't don't leave, man. Stick around. She just you got the ice broken. You did a great job, man. Stay in there. Just because, you know, they say no go away salesperson. Uh, that doesn't mean that they won't change their mind. And she changed her mind. And, and I think that was pretty obvious down there near the end. Well, and understand this. So um, like Jeb Blunt talks about this in the book, Objections, people go to no almost exclusively. It's a reflex. And she reflects. No. Ask, my, ask my kids. They say that about me. Yeah, it's true. Me too. My kids, you know, they're grown and gone, but I guarantee you they answer the question the exact same way. You know, uh, and, and I'll you, you guys have heard me give this analogy probably 20 times if you listen to Cash Call. But ultimately, I want you to think about this. You, you walk into a store, a department store, you're going to buy a specific pair of pants, a specific shirt. You know that you're there to buy something. You, know, you need a new dress shirt, you need new dress pants, whatever it is you walk in. Salesperson walks up to you and says, can I help you? And you say, nope, I'm just looking. You're not just looking, but that is the reflex that comes out of your mouth. By the way, people looking at houses are no different. Why? Because I don't trust you yet. We've known each other for 12 seconds and I don't trust you. And I don't want to get someone to talk to me. I don't want to be uncomfortable. So understand there's oftentimes reflex nose on the front end and don't give up. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man, when I do training uh, in a lot of cases, depending on what I'm teaching, I love asking the audience. I'll say, hey, if you walk onto a car lot, car dealership, the lot, right? And a man or woman approaches you, what's their purpose? Without variation, the answer is always to sell me a car, right? Mm -hmm. it's always to sell me a car. And so why do you forget that when you as a real estate agent call a consumer or talk to a consumer, they think that you represent anything other than sell them a house? or sell their house. Like, I, I don't know why we get lost in the confusion. I like to bring salespeople's focus back to that. That's what this lady heard, right? Oh, real estate agent. No, oh, not ready to buy a house yet, real estate agent. I'll call you back when I am, right? Not ready to buy a car yet, car salesman. I'll let you know when I am. Well, and here's another question for everybody. Why does everyone hate being identified as a salesperson? What, what's up with that? The public thinks you're a salesperson. Because Brian, we don't like salespeople as, as a consumer. Like I don't like salespeople as a consumer unless I need salespeople. I was I always joke that we're like police, right? Nobody wants to talk to you until they need your help. There is some of that, but you know what? I just think we should embrace being salespeople. The public already identifies with there. Instead of being not a salesperson, why don't you change person's mind about what a salesperson is? Be a better version of that. And maybe they will like sales. Well, I don't know about every other salesperson, but this down guy, he's a sales guy, but I really like him. That's yeah. Be a salesperson. We just heard that at the end of Nate's call. She was like, ooh, I like this salesperson. Okay, good. All the other salespeople are bad, but I like you, Nate right? That's why Nate should have stayed in that conversation. Call her back, Nate. Okay. Get her why. Figure out what they're doing and why they're making a move. Uh, okay. Let's go to this next call. Do we have enough time? We got 10 minutes. I think we can do it, Brian. Funny. 
I got several different issues in this call. This is COA on the same team. By the way, everybody, we will put the link uh, to upload calls if you want Brian and I to review them. And we can play them on here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not, we don't, uh, unless we get a really bad one like that Zillow call, we don't destroy anyone. <laughs> that was literally the worst call I've ever listened to. I'm, I'm still getting messages and emails about that one. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hear this. Uh, this is Koa following up with somebody that he spoke to several months ago, a potential seller. So thank you for asking. Uh, we had a talk earlier in February, like early of the month. Uh, the yeah. last time you talked, you kind of mentioned you were kind of holding off on selling. And kind of just follow with you four or five months down the road. Um, so yeah. I am giving you, as promised, a return call. And I just wanted to kind of update you on the market. I'm not too sure if you're aware it became a seller's market at this point. And I know that time you didn't want to sell because, you know, the prices were low for sellers. Yeah. So I just so I just wanted to... You hit pause real quick. Yeah. Is this call old? No. This is Canada. Okay. Fair enough. I'm like, what the hell? When did it yeah. not be a seller's market since no. like 2017? So this mm -hmm. is uh, right outside Toronto. Uh, mm -hmm. And so they just recently raised the interest rates. Um, at the time that he initially spoke to her, uh, some of the home prices had taken a hit or, you know, it kind of had fluctuated. So this is Canadian. Um, okay. But what I want everybody listening for is how muddy COA's language is. And so in some cases, he he starts out, he did a good job by saying, hey, we spoke back in February, this is what you said. But then he goes into, I want to update you on the market, right? Where he's like telling things, it's now a seller's market, blah, blah, blah. And so what I wanna say is, as we listen to this, what you're gonna notice is that this salesperson has a tendency to ask a question, but then fill in the space with his own information or telling, right? He blends, he mixes it too much, or he'll start telling and then resolve to a question. And then sometimes he'll step on his own question with multiple questions. So what this salesperson really needs to do, I mean, in addition to listening to us break this down for him, he needs to go back through his conversations. And here's what I would say. Most of the time, if you're going to ask a question, ask your question and shut up. Ask one question that they can answer. <clears throat> if you're going to tell somebody something, you better make sure that you are telling them what they want to hear, which means almost I have to ask you first, what do you want to hear? Oh, that's what you want to hear? Now I'm going to tell you what you said you want to hear rather than just coming up with what I want to tell you out of the blue. Right, because I don't think it's a bad idea to educate people on the market. As a matter of fact, I think it's a good idea. And I'm going to take a, an entire gigantic step back. Theoretically, what he could have done on the previous call was say, hey, Dale, one of the things that I do for my, you know, for, for my clients, you can make the assumption this person's your client, even though they're not, is I'm, I'm just going to follow up with you every once in a while and give you a market update. Does that, Do you feel like a market update is something that has value for you? You know what's going on with prices and demand and stuff like that? And they'll probably say yes. Then when you call back, you say, hey, last time we spoke, you mentioned that you were interested in knowing when the market was changing. Let me tell you what's going on with that. Yeah. And I'm setting that per the whole thing up. So 
Yeah, that's good. It's definitely a logical next step with them. And in addition to that, where he said, uh, I wanted to call you to update you on the market. No, we're not updating her on the market because you know what? She's making the decisions about the market and what it means for her and whether she's going to move forward or when. And so you ask her, hey, we spoke back in February. I know it was the market that was keeping you from taking action. I wanted to see if things have changed for you now. Just stop there, right? Let her tell you about it. Instead of you trying to edu educate her on the market, figure out what aspect of the market you need to use based on what her perspective is, and then use it. But you have to understand her perspective first. Agreed. All right, so let me hit this play here. Um, oh, and here's another part that he's going to tell her before I get to the next cutoff. The timeline has changed, or if there's possibly something I can help you with. Um, you he said, has the timeline changed or is there possibly something I can help you with? That's an example where I'm saying, ask one question. Has your timeline changed, right? Don't ask the weak question of, is there something I can help you with? You know what, Regarding? nothing hasn't really changed. Okay. So yeah. you just stay put in your property. the market right now. I know the interest are of the roof. So they, unfortunately, the Bank of Canada to stop to battle she said, I know the interest rates are through the roof, right? And he starts telling again about what happened. Go to a question. Yeah, interest rates have changed. How has that affected your plans? Yeah. Because what comes out of her mouth is way more important than what comes out of his mouth. Right. And I want to add this. If this person is not buying, then interest rates are irrelevant. Right. But we need to, yeah, and we need to figure out what she thinks that has to do with her. Now, here's the thing. And this guy doesn't really develop this. He, as you, if you listen to this whole call, which we don't have time to do, basically, Koa is approaching her from a, hey, can I get you to sell your house if you get a lot of money for it? And if you know anything about Canada right now, you can get a lot of money for your house. She essentially wants to downsize into a two-bed condo in the same exact neighborhood. That's what happens in this conversation. He gets fixated on, will you sell your place if I can get you a lot of money? And then he gets clever and he's like, oh, let me put a two bedroom in front of you to try and convince you to you know, make the switch now. What he's missing in the underlying messaging is that this woman's concerned about how much she's gonna have to pay for the next place, right? Which is why she's hitting on interest rates. But he never develops that in the conversation and doesn't get it out to talk about it because he's very, in a basic way, stuck on, can I get you a lot of money or dangle the right place in front of you and cause a transaction to happen? Right. And, I, and he may have already done this in a previous discovery call. I'm going to give him credit that he may or may not deserve. So, but if he didn't, here's a question. Hey, out of curiosity, what's your current interest rate? Because I don't know what interest rates in Canada are, but let's say they're 7% and she's currently at six. That's not that big a deal. If they're currently 7% and she's at three, that's a huge deal. So, you know, especially when you're downsizing, um, because you're going to, you know, if, because watch this, market's appreciating. It sounds like it is. Now is the best time to, to buy when the market's appreciating, regardless of the interest rate. Yeah. It always uh, is. Yeah. Absolutely. And he can break it down for her. He can use those numbers to, you know, see if it, if we can make it make financial sense or reduce the fear for her. Yeah. 
So let's hear how he goes here. So inflation, they increased the interest rates again yeah, yeah. by 0.25 basis points. So now it's, now it's at 4.75. Um, so I believe the last time when you talked, were you hoping to upsize to a new property or what was the reason you wanted to sell your place or thought about selling your place? All right, so this is a very common salesperson thing, right? So he left off the interest rate argument or objection, right? Not understanding how it mattered to her or how it impacted her decisions, but he's at least clever enough as a persuader to say, hmm, let me go back to your motivation. Why are you trying to buy, right? But what does that tell you about the first conversation he had with her back in February? He didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> he didn't get the why. He didn't ask right. or write it down or forgot what it was. Nothing. He put it in the notes. Yeah, there's there's missing information. Whether he failed to gather it or whether he failed to remember slash write it down, there's missing information. There's missing information. Yeah, and so now he's trying to do it, but listen to how he does it. He asked the question. Now let's just listen to what happened. You know, that was, uh, that was before I was thinking about it, but right now we're just going to hold off with that for a little she didn't say why she said we were thinking about it but we decided to hold off right he said what had you thinking about moving she said that was before but now we decided to hold off so we're not buying right but still didn't tell him why okay just hold and it how up. much uh, was that what that house go for anyway would you have any idea uh so it depends what kind of property are you looking for what kind of property are you in right now daria Wait, did, hit pause. Did we she just ask a question that he completely 100% ignored and ask his own question? No, he misunderstood. She was okay. basically asking how much her house would sell for, and he went into how much she would pay for the next place she's buying. Okay, so he just misunderstood. He didn't ignore her question. Okay. No, he misunderstood. Mm -hmm. He was he thought she was asking how much would whatever I'm buying go for or how much her house is going for now. I think he Got interpreted it. it as how much will I pay on the next house when I think she was saying, we don't even know how much our house would sell for. So I'm going to say this then that I, I I've missed stuff before, but Holy crap. Like that was a blatant, I mean, like there was not a lot of interpretation. How much would my house sell for? That's a pretty simple question. You got to pay better attention. <laughs> you can't miss that one because yeah. She's actually engaging with him. Please help me for the first time in the call. He missed it. Right. Yeah. Let me go to uh, two minutes and 28 seconds is where he closes her to like come and check out her house. The rest of this is just her talking about a two bedroom. And he basically says, okay, why, why do you want to move into a condo? Is it because you want to downsize? And she said, yes. Right. Uh, because he's like putting the answers in her mouth again, rather than just letting her give her own answer. What was it? Two twenty-eight. Two twenty-eight. Let me find it here. And let's just say uh, hypothetically that your house is would fetch a pretty good amount of money um, if you were to list it. But that's where where would you consider our. Uh, purchasing the next property or were you just kind of just curious about the market like what was your intention you know what um just to know what's going on right now because i honestly right now i'm not sure what yeah. will i do to be honest you know i don't want to be saying because I, I don't know 
Like you don't want to rush into a decision. Um, exactly. Kind of like regret it. You want to make the best financial decisions. Like, yeah. So, you know, that ask of like, hey, if you could get a lot of money for your house, would you sell it now? Or what's your purpose? He waited for some of an answer. She gave another vague answer. And then he's putting more words in her mouth, you know, like filling in the blank. He's filling in the blanks. You just can't do that. You don't get you don't learn anything when you fill in the blanks. I think that some salespeople do that. And I think that I did it earlier on in my career because I, I wanted to demonstrate that I, I understood things or I knew things. Right. Like I wanted to demonstrate my value or knowledge. Is that why you think you did it? a really good question. I don't have an answer to that. I hadn't considered it. I just know that ultimately it, it, if you let, if you give people the answer nine out of 10 times, they'll just take your answer. That's the problem. Like that's the big, big problem. I I just plug in. Oh, is it because you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. You know, you're not allowing people to think and in turn, you're not allowing them to give you the information that you want. Yeah. It's like, hey, Brian, it's blue, isn't it? Yeah, Dale, it's blue. Yep. When really it yeah, might blue. be turquoise, right? The real answer is turquoise. Close enough, it's blue, right? But you want the real words. You want the real answer. Uh, you want their words so that you can repeat them back to them. Right. Uh, all right, I picked the wrong timestamp. Let me go to this one. This is where, here's where he's going to ask to come to her house. And I'm just going to teach you guys a quick technique here that is better, better used. 420, it's 428. Here we go. Because right now, for sellers, the prices have increased. Um, there's a lot of multiple offers and bidding wars. Yeah, yeah, or, I know. By the way, he's still just trying to waggle a bag of money in front of her face and get her to purchase. And, you know, what he's completely missing, and I can hear it in what's not being said, is I don't know if I'm ready to move yet. Uh, I want to move to a condo. They're probably expensive. I don't know how much it's going to cost. And the interest rates are high. I don't know if I can afford it. None of those things have been said by her, right? Because it hasn't been elicited by the salesperson, but I can hear it in what's missing in the conversation. Gotcha. Or that house in Toronto. So right now, like even if I look it up on your house online and give you a value, a range, it wouldn't be accurate. The best yes, of course, accurate way would for me to kind of just kind of stop by and kind of take a look and just give you a full equity report. That's, is that something you're interested in or... Now, he just made an ask, right? He closed for this. Here's what I tell salespeople. I heard, I could hear where he was going as soon as he was like, listen, I can give you an idea of value, blah, blah. Okay, we're probably teeing up to ask to get into her house, right? If you're talking to somebody who's telling you that they're not ready for you and that they're early on in the process, the moment that you have the idea, hey, I think I'm going to close to get into their house, before you make that ask that he just made, ask them, hey, have you had a real estate agent come by and take a look at your home yet to give you an idea of what it would sell for, right? Because sometimes you'll just get no, but in a lot of cases, what you'll get is no and whatever objection they would have given you to the ask that you're going to make. So you do a preemptive to try and get some of that objection out first so that you know how to position your ask slightly differently to get around it. Yeah, and, and let me throw a little thing in here that could be helpful for people. This woman sounds like she likes information. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes. Use that. 
Hey, Dale, you know, it sounds like you're a person who uses information to make really good decisions instead of just instead of just winging it. Is that accurate? Yeah. Just play along. Say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, wouldn't it make sense since no realtor has come over and taken a look at your house and given you a professional opinion to have somebody come over and give you an opinion so that you can take that information and make the best decision for you and your family? Yeah, it sounds like it makes sense, Brian. Cool. So I've got time on Tuesday or Wednesday. Which of those work better for you? There we go. All right. So this, uh, did you want to say anything else about that? Or do we want to hear what happens to this guy's ask? Let, let's hear it. Let's hear the ask. You know what? At this moment, uh, no, I'll be honest with you. At this moment, I'm okay. Okay. No worries. Just so, yeah, no worries. I just uh, wanted to just offer that just maybe because if you're interested. But for now, I guess I'll just give you like a brief, uh, a brief. Listen, salespeople, if you're going to make an ask and you think it makes sense for that ask, even if you didn't do it well, and somebody just gives you a vague answer like, I'm okay, right? Don't take that as the answer. You thought it made sense for your clothes enough that you asked somebody, unpack why they're not interested in it. At least take one more stab at it. Got it, Brian. When you say you're okay, what exactly do you mean? Yeah, perfect. At least, right? One yeah. more question. One more question. And maybe that'll give you the answer you need to reposition your ask. Well, and here's another thing I think this guy didn't do that both Dale and I teach either directly or indirectly is make it in this client's best interest. He didn't do that. Yeah. Would you like me to come over and give you a value of your house? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> he gave yeah. her no reason. He didn't get in her brain to say, Hey, you're a person who does this and this and this. Aren't you a person who likes information? You know, give them a reason to do something so that they might actually do it instead of just closing and hoping. It, it was a close and hope. Yeah. It's and then there was no, there wasn't a, a logical next step here. I'm just gonna end it out. Cool. Around here. Okay. Perfect. I will get started on a search and I'll give you um just like a, a brief, um, not in depth market analysis for your property as well and then we'll just okay. take it from there i'll give you a follow call next month just to see yeah. if your timeline has changed and yeah perfect daria okay thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and no worries I'll thank go. you for calling nope i'm going to randomly call you next month right no no particular time uh no particular reason and we don't know what you're going to get out of my random call a month from now but you're going to get it that's what you're going to get, right? Um, so, you know, when we teach logical next step, it's when are we going to talk next? Why are we going to talk next? And what are you going to get out of it, right? A basic, basic, basic concept. Um, good. So listen, Koa, Nate, thanks for having Daniel submit those calls. We really appreciate it. Uh, it helps everybody. It helps to for the community of salespeople out there to learn, right, Brian? Absolutely. We really appreciate it. We know we ran a little bit long today. It was just such a great, great opportunity to button that whole call up. And there was, there was a lot to learn there. So I'm glad that we, I'm glad we went over a couple minutes today, Dale. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today, everybody. Dale Archdegan, Brian Curtis, Cash Call. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.